want to welcome you uh, that are joining us online as well. Our online community, we love you guys, and we send you our love and greetings from Jerusalem. And one of these days, the borders are going to open back up, and we're going to be able to see you live and in person again. We're looking forward to that. Here, as you know, in Israel, the restrictions continue to change because our uh, infection rate numbers have been steadily going back up again. And so the government's been threatening to add new restrictions to us. So we've kind of been watching that. So far, nothing serious has taken place. But one of those sticky spots is the border getting into Israel and even a little bit getting out of Israel. It's kind of hard. It's still one of those problem areas. In fact, it's uh, those changing restrictions that have again stopped Pastor Chad and his family from being able to make it back into the country. And so uh, we are waiting for their return. They're supposed to be coming now, hopefully this next week. They've got all their permissions. Everything seems to be in line, but we want to continue to pray for them and to continue to lift them. So if you remember on Wednesday as they're traveling, we'd invite you to pray for Pastor Chad and Rebecca and the kids as they're coming back into the country. And actually, let's just take a couple of moments right here, right now to pray for them. We ask God that you would come and surround Pastor Chad, the whole Holland family, Rebecca, the kids, come and be with them and encourage them and provide what they need. Open doors that only you can open. Close those doors that uh, are supposed to be closed, but we pray that you would bring them in safely, smoothly, get them back into their own home where they can settle and be at rest again. We ask for your blessing now upon them in Yeshua's name. Amen. So we just encourage you to pray for them. Well, because Pastor Chad was scheduled to be here tonight, he was going to be kicking off a new series. We're very excited about it, and he will be doing that, God willing, next week. Uh, he invited me to share with you, and uh, so I'm going to be sharing with you some some things that the Lord has been speaking to me over the last probably four or five weeks, and uh, I got to share this with the staff, and I know that it's going to be good for us as we get to dive into this tonight. One of the topics, one of the things that we uh, come up with often when we're dealing with couples, we're talking through their marriages. One of those issues, those topics that always kind of comes up is wives generally are complaining about their husbands not being good listeners. Uh, Their husband doesn't listen to what they're saying, doesn't listen to their heart, doesn't listen to what they're trying to describe. And, And culturally, we even see that men are often uh, accused of being poor listeners and and to not be paying attention. And I I just have one response to that. What was it that they were saying again? (laughs) Listen, men aren't bad listeners. We just have what you call selective listening skills. And we have an ability to listen to those things selectively that we feel are important. Uh, Let's take a look at this video. It's just kind of a a fun tease at our men. Let's take a look at this. Men, how many times has this happened to you? Me. You know, we our babies sleep really, really good. Or this. Make sure Timmy wears the blue shirt. If he doesn't. Or even this. And for my birthday, which is next month, I'd really like some of this. 
Do you have trouble listening or retaining information from your wife? You could be suffering from Spousal Selective Listening, or SSL. With SSL, valuable input is intercepted or scrambled before it reaches the critical learning center of the man brain. Virtually anything can trigger it, like sports, food, even shiny objects with buttons. Fortunately, there is help with Heratol. Containing a rare root with an exotic name, Heratol helps men focus and listen to valuable female input, even pick up on those subtle hints. These are exactly the earrings I wanted. How did you know? Thanks, Heratol. Now I can hear it all. Heratol has not been tested or approved by any regulatory agency. Side effects with Heratol include minor to severe headaches and spontaneous combustion. Use caution when using Heratol near mothers-in-law, as you may hear hurtful comments that would have previously been ignored. Heratol is an enhancement drug. Do not use around children or clusters of talkative old blue-haired women. If focused listening lasts longer than four hours, consult your doctor immediately before your wife assumes this is a new standard in your relationship. Men with wives who are nursing or pregnant should not take this product. Heratol, the preferred selection or solution for selective hearing. <laughs> It's fun to poke uh, at our men. It's a generalization for sure. Some of us are good listeners. But the greater truth and where we want to focus tonight is this idea that uh, whether we're male or female, if we're human, we are suffering from the ability to be good listeners. And so that's where we're going to be going. This is what I mean. Over the past several months, I've been reading through the... the uh, Old Testament scriptures, the first covenant, uh, the prophet books, Isaiah and Jeremiah and Daniel and Ezekiel. These are great, great books. And there's so much packed in there. And, and in the course of the reading, God began to show me a, a theme or an idea that kind of kept coming up and said again and again in different ways, but valuable heart message from God to his people. It took me a while to finally realize, because I think I'm a slow listener, that God was actually trying to communicate something to me. But eventually I realized God was saying that he wanted me to learn something about him, and he wanted me to learn something about myself. And uh, I think that that's where we're going to go tonight. I want to share with you some of these ideas and concepts. And uh, good news is it's not going to take us very long because the bad news is that my iPad is very, very low on battery. And so if it runs out sooner than later, the message will be very short tonight. <clears throat> this is something that certainly I've needed to hear and that I need to continue to hear, but I believe more importantly, this is a, a message that is in, invaluable for today, for the body of Messiah, for the bride of Messiah. As we are preparing our hearts, preparing ourselves as that bride of Messiah, uh, preparing for our bridegroom to come, this message is one that we need to hear. Uh, I believe it's something that we can prepare ourselves for as he prepares to come to gather his bride. So as I was reading through God's word, God's word to his people before they went into exile into Babylon, while they were in exile in Babylon, and his words a little bit after they were towards the end of their exile and a little bit after they were out, basically said this. This is what God's word was to his people. I keep speaking to you, sending you my prophets, reminders, messages, warnings, day after day, again and again, 
but you won't listen to me. You've never listened to me. All you've ever done is ignore me. That was a powerful set of scriptures. Listen to how it kind of plays out, mostly from the book of Jeremiah, but also from Daniel and some others. Jeremiah chapter 6, God says, To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed so that they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them, and they find no pleasure in it. I appointed watchmen over you and said, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But you said, we will not listen. Jeremiah 7, while you were doing these things. Thanks, man. Oh, you're good. Got it. Other side. See, this is our team. They are amazing. Tyro, thank you. Good news. I have only 62 pages to go, and we're going to be out of here by 9 o'clock tonight. (laughs) Jeremiah 7, while you were doing all of these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called to you, but you did not answer. Finally, Jeremiah 26, God is speaking to Jeremiah, and he says, this is what the Lord says, stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house and speak to all the people from the towns of Judah that come to worship in the house of the Lord. Tell them everything I command you. Do not omit a word. Perhaps they will listen, and each will turn from their own evil ways. Then I will relent and not inflict on them the disaster that I was planning because of the evil that they have done. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. If you do not listen to me and follow my law, which I have set before you, and if you do not listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I have sent to you again and again, though you have not listened, then I will make this house like Shiloh and this city a curse among the nations of the earth. And this is exactly what happened because they continued to refuse to listen, even after that strong warning. Then fast forward to Daniel. It's almost the end of their 70 years of exile in the land of Babylon. And and Daniel begins to repent for the nation, for the people. And he speaks to God and he says, we paid no attention to you when you told us how to live. The clear teaching that came through your servants, the prophets, All of us in Israel ignored what you said. We defied your instructions, and we did what we pleased. And then another scripture that is in the same line in the New Testament that God added to this message that he was giving to me, Hebrews chapter 3. And the author says, Today, if you hear his voice, hear God's voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. The message version says it this way, don't turn a deaf ear in the bitter uprising. This is God's word to us, this idea of listening and having an open ear and listening obediently and and doing what he calls us to do. It, It greatly challenged me and I'm sharing that challenge with us tonight 
and and some of the different processing of that I will do with us tonight. But first I want to just point out a few observations that come from these scriptures about God and about listening that will help us complete this picture tonight. The first observation is this. God speaks. God is speaking. God has always spoken to his people, to those that are following him. He's always communicating to us, individually and corporately. Day by day, again and again, in his own words, he doesn't stop talking to us. He has the truths, the information that he knows that we need to be able to follow him and to walk in his ways and to serve him. Which leads us to the second observation, which is very similar. God has an expectation and a desire that those who are following him are going to take time to listen to him. Because he has the information that they need, that we need to be able to follow him. So there's an expectation. It's a normal expectation that those that are following are going to actually be listening to the leader. And more importantly, God desires for us to have a a two-way conversation. He's not interested in a a one-way conversation just telling and directing his people what to do. He's interested in a two-party conversation back and forth. And number three, God is looking for people who will voluntarily listen to him. They know that they need his instructions and his direction and they want to be obedient to him just because they want to, not because they have to. They want to know him better. This is God's desire that he would have those kind of followers, that he would have those kind of listeners. Here's the amazing thing about our God, and this is our first key point tonight. God never demands our attention. He never has, and he never will. God does not require his people have to listen to him. It's a voluntary choice. He's not a dictator. He's not a tyrant. He's not a mob boss. We get to make that choice ourselves. Rather, God invites us again and again to, to come in to him, to, to step into that place of listening to his voice, to come close where we can hear his instructions and his directions for our lives, to come up close enough where we can hear him speaking to us because this is his desire He wants us to have a deeper relationship with him. See, when God calls his people to listen to him, what he's really asking for is a deeper relationship. He's not just asking for people that will be doing the tasks that he asks them to do, though that's important. He's looking for a relationship. This is his heart target. Men, when your wives ask for you to listen to them, what they're really asking for is more of you to know more of them. They want a deeper, more intimate relationship. And this is God's heart as he speaks to us, his people. He's looking for a people who are going to 
participate in an active conversation back and forth with open ears, listening to his instructions, listening to his words of life and love to us. Isaiah chapter 66 describes this for us. God is speaking, and this is from the message version. Listen to these words. God says, heaven is my throne. Earth is my footstool. What sort of house could you build for me? What holiday spot reserve for me? I made all of this. I own all of this. But there is something, God says, that I'm looking for. A person, simple and plain, reverently responsive to what I say. The NIV version says it this way. These are the ones that I look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. See, this is what God wants, that humble, contrite heart, that heart that's responsive to his word, that one that listens and responds. But let's dissect that just a little bit because it sounds a little bit too easy. If that's all that God wants, well, we can do that, right? But let's dissect it a little bit. When we think about listening, or or actually when we talk about the process of hearing, hearing is probably one of the very easiest things that we do. It just happens naturally. We just close our mouths. It doesn't demand any initiative or energy or, or creativity or insight from us. We simply listen. That process of hearing happens naturally. It's pretty straightforward. However, real listening is probably one of the hardest things that we can do. For us, and, and if I'm honest, I find it hard to just listen. Ask my wife. Ask my kids. Listening requires me, listen to this, listening requires me to get my mind off of myself, to be still, to be focused, to be focused on what the other person is saying. What are their words? What are their feelings? What are they trying to communicate to me? To be undistracted, meaning I'm in all the way with both ears, I'm paying attention. With both eyes, I'm paying attention. Listening requires me to be intentional then. It requires me to be attentive and to be patient as I listen to the other person. It requires me to be selfless and to be humble. That's why listening is hard. In fact, humility is the key factor to good listening. Humility is the factor to good listening. Why? Because when I'm not a good listener, when I'm not listening well, I'm thinking of all the things that I'm going to say in response to what you're saying. I'm thinking about what is wrong about what you're saying. I'm thinking about how I'm going to reply to your criticisms or your plans. I'm going to put up my own plans and I'm, I'm posturing myself to come back and to, to volley your comments. I'm thinking about myself. A good listener then is humble. 
And this is the kind of listening that God is talking about. And that's why it's hard, because I have to let go of my own thoughts. I have to start listening to the other person and allow them time to express themselves. According to David Mathis, poor listening diminishes another person. Wow. Poor listening diminishes another person, while good listening invites them to exist and to matter. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the famous theologian, said it this way, that same idea, but he says it this way, he who can no longer listen to his brother will soon no longer be listening to God either. He will be doing nothing but prattle in the presence of God too. This is the beginning of the death of the spiritual life. Anyone who thinks that his time is too valuable to spend quiet will eventually have no time for God and for his brother, but only for himself and his own follies. You see, if we take some time to look at how we listen to other people, to our wives, our friends, our co-workers, our bosses, our neighbors, if we take a few moments to look at that habit, that those qualities, we're going to see mirrored there how we listen to God. Because they're one and the same. It's the same listening skill. Some of us think that somehow we cannot have good listening with people and have a better listening with God. They're one and the same. It's the same skill set. It's not somehow different with God. If we want to know how we're listening to God, look at how you're listening to other people. Even as I say that, I'm challenged. See, I've been freshly persuaded by God's spirit that this is an area that I need to work on in my life. I'm just being very transparent with you. See, listening is something that God wants all of us to focus on and to be better at. Listening intentionally to God, listening to my wife, listening to my children, listening to my coworkers. I blew it with one of my coworkers right before the service tonight. Oh, man. No, I don't have time to talk to you. Wow. Listening to other congregational members, listening to my neighbors who I don't really know very well. This is God's heart, that we would be good listeners. Especially as a pastor. See, as pastors, we have this idea that they're the ones that are expected to have the words. And and believe me, at times we overflow with way too many words. Just ask my wife, ask my kids. But a truly great leader is one that listens, is one that hears, one that is humble and contrite as a follower of Messiah. That's a great leader. That's a great listener. A couple of weeks ago, I had the great opportunity of doing a small conference together with a couple of pastors Two great men, and 
we worked on this for several different months, getting ready to do this conference. And, and it was humorous to me that as hard as we tried to put all the pieces and the parts together, we continued to struggle. And it finally occurred to me, we're not good listeners. We, as pastors, want to tell each other what to do. We don't want to listen to what to do. Wow, I'm being really transparent. That's hard. This is the truth, though. As uh, human beings, we're not good listeners. But this is our challenge as disciples, as followers of the Master, Yeshua. It's imperative that the posture of our heart is one of listening and of learning and of doing. And now, in this time in history, more than ever, why do I say that? Because look at what's happening around us. We're living in an unprecedented time in history. It's an exciting time. It's a scary time. God's moving big furniture on the front stage of the world's the, the world's theater. And we get to be a part of it. And he, he's moving behind the scenes as well. Things that I have heard about my whole life are happening now. And God wants us, you and me, to be a part of that. But it's imperative that we're listening to his instructions. Because he has much to say. And we have much that we need to hear, especially in this season with so much happening all at the same time. My wife and my family and I were watching a a movie a a couple of weeks ago, and as a part of the storyline, there was a group of soldiers that were on a mission. They were going to go accomplish this mission, and and suddenly in the middle of this this mission that they're on, they're faced with this life and death threat. And instantly the commander of the the army unit begins to uh, rapid fire commands to his soldiers what to do to protect them and to protect the mission. This is where we're at. This is what's happening in the world around us today. We're, We're part of God's army. We are the instruments that he wants to use to bring life and light and his message to the world. But we can't do it if we're not listening. If we're we're distracted and doing our own thing, we're going to miss it. Listening to God has always been important, but now more than ever before, I believe it's imperative that we sharpen this skill. See, this is the thing. It's a skill that we all have. There are some people, obviously, that are a little bit better at listening than others, but it's not a gift, it's a skill. It's not that you have the gift and I don't, or I have it and you don't. It's a skill that we sharpen. It's a tool that we take to the tool shed and we begin to sharpen it up and we begin to ask God to show us how to use it better. We begin to uh, pay attention to how we're listening and what are we listening to and who are we listening to and we begin to make amends in areas where we're not listening well. As the Lord began to speak this message to me a few weeks ago about listening, it raised all kinds of questions. 
that I'm going to share with us tonight. But one of the most important questions to ask is, am I listening to God? Well, if you would have asked me three weeks ago, uh, four weeks ago, three months ago, are you listening to God? I would have said, yeah, I listen to God. I'm open to his voice speaking to me. I'm listening. If it's important enough, he'll get my attention, right? And, and he'll speak to me. But as I begin to watch my lifestyle, as I begin to pay attention, thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing me what I was doing, what I wasn't doing. As I started to watch this, I realized uh, rarely in my prayer times do I listen to the Lord. I'm really good at vaulting all of my prayers up to him consistently, faithfully. But I started to notice that in my prayer times, I wasn't even asking him to speak. I was just speaking at him. See, prayer for me, and I fear for many of us, is built around this idea. It's about what I'm saying to him. All of my requests, all of my prayer needs. And I leave very little time for him to speak to me. We leave very little time for him to speak to us. So here are the questions. Am I listening to God? And what is he saying to me? Have you asked yourself that question? What is he saying to me? Don't you love it when somebody surprises you? I was just thinking about that the other day. Somebody comes up, what's the Lord saying to you today? Uh, 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 have you ever been caught off guard like that? Uh, uh, well, let me think. What, I, what did I read? The... I don't always enjoy that, but what's God saying to you? What's he saying to us? What's he saying to the body of Messiah? What's he saying to the world right now? Am I listening? Are we the body of Messiah? Are we listening? Not just king of kings worldwide, the body of Messiah. Is the world listening? Those that don't even know him yet. Here's a hard question. When do I listen? When do I listen to the Lord? Is there a set time? Or does he have to break in on my schedule? Does he have to find that two-second moment between this picking up of my phone and this picking up of my phone? Does he have to wait for the season series to get over before he can kind of squeeze in and start talking to me? When does God have a moment to speak to me? Wow. When does God have a moment to speak to us? the body of believers. And how will those that don't even know him hear him? If we aren't hearing him, if I'm not hearing his direction, his voice, if I'm not hearing the Lord, what am I hearing? What am I listening to? Who am I listening to? If we aren't hearing the Lord, who are we listening to? What are we listening to? 
Well, those are hard questions. This is assuming, of course, that we even want to hear what God has to say to us. I think a a, a lot of my lack of listening is sometimes because, I'm going to be really honest again, I don't think sometimes I really want to hear what God has to say to me. Because if I hear it, then I have to do something with it. I have to act on it. So I think sometimes my lack of hearing is that selective listening that we as men here have all the time. We selectively listen to God because if we listen to him, then we're responsible for what he says to us. Sometimes I think the posture of our hearts is like this. Talk to the hand, God. I've got it covered here. I don't really want you coming in and stirring up the waters and and creating waves, God. Just I've got it under control. Just you stay there. I'll stay. Talk to the hand. Now I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if that resonates with you. I'm just teasing. Don't raise your hand. That has to resonate with us. That is our human experience. I know I'm not the only one. Which leads us to key point number two and our last point tonight. True, sustained, active listening is a great act of faith. Think of that for a second. True, sustained, active listening is a great act of faith. Versus relying on my own ways, my own understanding, my own righteousness, my own thoughts, versus listening to him, listening to his ways. You see, I think we think we know what God thinks. We think we know what his will is. We think we know what his desire is and what he wants. But how do we know that? Is it something that he actually spoke to you? Spoke to us? Or is it just a general understanding of who God is? So we we go with that. So I want to end our time together tonight with a little bit of homework for us with this idea that this is a skill that we can get better at and a little bit of homework, a little bit of practice, maybe a lot of homework, a lot of practice, we're going to get better at this. Folks, I can't stress this enough to us. We can't keep going assuming that God will break in when it's important enough. God doesn't work that way. He does work that way. But then he breaks in with the messages that we heard at the beginning of the night. If you don't start listening to me, this is going to happen to you. We can't keep pretending that we know what God's will is. We have to begin as God's people today in this very tumultuous time that we're living in, asking God for his direction in our lives asking for his direction in our families, in our companies, in our ministries, asking for his voice. What does he think? What what does he want to say about these things? So homework number one, begin asking God for his help to listen. Wow, it sounds really complicated, doesn't it? You're going to have to humble yourself. Begin asking God for his help to listen. 
Begin paying attention to the patterns that you have in your prayer times and in your listening habits and skills. Pay attention to those things. I promise you, you're going to be surprised. And then begin asking God to help you to listen. And he'll help you. The, the, the ability to be a good listener comes from him. He's the magnificent listener. He knows how to do that. Hello, Pastor Ray. <laughs> Number two, ask God, what does he have to say to you specifically? Be specific. Ask him, what do you have to say about my, my job, my schooling, What do you have to say about my family, my finances? I promise you, if you're specific with God, he will be specific to you because he has stuff that he wants to say to you specifically. Ask him to speak to you specifically and he will speak to you. And then number three, set aside regular times in your prayer times or just throughout the day to be still and to practice listening. This is going to be hard at first, but it's not impossible. I'm going to say it's hard because this this last week, uh, a few of us went, uh, we were going to go on a listening retreat. So we took a day and we went to this great spot and we were going to have a couple of big chunks of time to just be still and listen to God. I was really excited about it. But I got there and these big chunks of time were awesome and I read the word, but I, I, didn't, I didn't listen really well. It's hard to do. So carve out a period of time in your day. Maybe it's at the beginning of the, the day before the day gets going or maybe it's at the end of the day as everything quiets down. Pull away, set down the phone, turn off the TV, the computer, whatever might be the distraction. Be by yourself, just you and the Lord, and listen. Listen, folks. It doesn't have to be hours and hours, five hours of listening. I'm talking five minutes. Listen. Practice listening. Be still. It'll be hard at first, but there is a reward. There is a payoff because God wants to speak to you, and he will speak to you. He will give you that intimate presence of being with him. See, God wants and he desires our attention, not like a dictator, not like a tyrant, but to have deep, intimate relationship with you and with me. He's speaking to us all the time, great and amazing things. Listen to Jeremiah 33. God says, call to me and I will answer and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. What an amazing promise. He will answer and he will share with us great and unsearchable things. There are things in front of us we don't even know about yet. God is making some big moves in the world today. He wants us to be a part of it, but we're going to have to sharpen this tool of listening to be able to be a part of it. So God, we just ask that you would come and give us this ability, 
strengthen this skill. Help us to see, Lord, where we need to change, where we need to uh, grow in this area, where we can open our ears and our understanding, our hearts to you and to others, to be good listeners, to communicate well. Should we look to you tonight to be able to do that in our lives and through our lives? And we pray this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen.